Hey, and welcome back to the Local 636 Podcast, your podcast, your place for interesting people, places, and things in St. Charles. And I've got a good one for you today. Before we get to Brian Agavino of Trivia Riot, a couple housekeeping things. As always, like, subscribe, follow, share, send a carrier pigeon. Let everyone know about this podcast. If you like, subscribe, um, that would be the best follow. If you're listening on Apple Music or in Spotify, if you just hit that menu button, there should be a way to either follow or subscribe to the podcast. That's going to make sure that when the newest episode comes out, you get it automatically. You get notified. Uh, Of course, we're still going to push the podcast out on socials, but that's just the way to make sure you get the latest episodes, the latest information. Obviously, it helps me. It helps us as we try to grow this brand and really brand St. Charles, um, if that's already liked and subscribed to. Follow us on socials. If you're on Instagram, it's local.636. You can thank Miss Jeannie Smith for all those great uh, pictures and updates you get on Instagram. She really is a a whiz at that. So people compliment our Instagram all the time. And I'm like, it is not me. I don't know what I'm doing on that. Uh, I am on Facebook because I am an old. Uh, Facebook is 636 local. Um, And then we've got that local 636 Facebook group. There's about 2,000 people in it now growing every day. Um, And you can just search the search local 636 group on Facebook. But uh, join that group. Again, that's where you're going to get the most up-to-date information and find out about all the coolest stuff happening with local 636 and in St. Charles and just uh, obviously a great community of St. Charles Ians, St. Charlesans people from St. Charles. Um, Hey, last week I had a great opportunity to uh, partner up with Brandon McNamee and the end is near. So let's drink beer group. He had his beer come out with good news brewing on April 2nd, had his party down there. Um, We partnered up with him and co-branded some shirts. Um, We also had our own shirts and just want to thank Brandon and that whole group. If you're in that group, um, what a, just a great group of people. And, um, just a just a fun and great group of people honestly we had a great time uh obviously we got um got some of brandon shirts out there um we also had our own shirts and it was really cool to see them sell and to see people interested in those um that was kind of our first time selling those so you should see some some of those out in the wild um obviously we'll have more events and more opportunities where we're selling that merch and where you can get some local 636 merch and some new stuff coming out um the next opportunity for you to get that is going to be on April 23rd at Good News Brewing Defiance. So um, if you haven't seen, we have a beer with Good News Brewing as well. It is a local 636 Hazy IPA. Um, The can, the design, all over Facebook, all over the socials, that was, of course, designed by Public Art Company, which is just, again, they just do amazing work. Um, The entire can is just kind of an ode to St. Charles. If you you look closely um, at the can, there's all these little icons, and they're just kind of landmarks and all the cities are there um, and really just just a, a way to celebrate St. Charles so it's a it's a really awesome can design it's a better beer it's a hazy IPA so it's going to be perfect for the spring coming up in the summer goes down real easy and I'm so stoked on this guys when I started this um, local 636 podcast and local 636 brand I kind of had it as a goal of mine to to get a beer I just I don't know why I like beer I thought that would be cool and I thought you know if we can do that in a year I think that would be, I think that'd be a win for us. I think we have, you know, we've arrived. Um, And uh, obviously it's not been a year, it's been a few months. And so by no means do I think we've arrived, but um, just a really cool thing to have that out there. Um, When we launched the brand, 
Dan Tripp of Good News reached out, and obviously he's been on the podcast, and uh, he said, man, that logo would look really good on a beer can. And I was like, you are right. Let's make that happen. And so we did. And it comes out on April 23rd. Join us at Good News Brewing Defiance. It's a Saturday from 12 to 5. The weather's going to be great. I already checked. It's going to be 70 and sunny, so no need to worry about that. Um, come out, drink some beer with us. Come up and find me. Ask me how to get a free beer. We'll make that happen for you. We're also going to have, obviously, our 636 merch. Um, we've got some new designs coming out, so we'll have some new stuff there. Uh, and that's just going to be a great time. Thanks to Dan uh, and Matt and the whole team at Good News. Um, that beer will also be on tap at restaurants and bars near you soon. So thanks to Cry Distributing. Um, have more info on that if you are a bar or restaurant and want the local 636, local 636 Hazy IPA on tap. We're going to do cool stuff. We're going to have some tap takeover parties. When you get it there, we'll come in. We'll make a big deal out of it. Uh, we'll give some stuff away um, and we'll, you know, tap a great beer. So if you are a restaurant owner or a bar owner and want that, reach out to us. Hello at local636.com. And just let me know you want to order the beer. If you distribute, um, if you get your beer through Cry, then you can get that beer. All right, today I'm joined by my pal, my pastor, Brian Agavino. Now he's a lead pastor at Summit Community Church by trade, but he started hosting trivias in 2005. Um, he's got a really interesting look at how the world of trivia has changed and evolved, and um, even the way he does trivia is very different um, and very fun. It's not your standard trivia. If you've ever been to a trivia riot show or trivia riot event, you know that. If you haven't been, lots of opportunities for you to check it out. Um, you can catch Trivia Riot at two shamrocks on tuesdays mattingly's lake st louis on wednesdays and mattingly's in st charles on thursdays so tuesday wednesday thursday there's trivia at bars two shamrocks mattingly's lake st louis wednesdays uh, mattingly's st charles on thursdays it's a good time it's a great time actually it's, a, it's really fun and uh, trivia is uh, different we'll talk about the sink or float category it's not just you know what year did this happen um, it's fun it's entertaining and if you stay through the end of the podcast, you may even get to hear me sing. So maybe you don't want to do that. Enjoy my conversation with Brian Agavino. How'd you get started doing trivia? So in 2005, our church wanted to do a trivia. Okay. And I was like, okay, great. I was doing some video editing. I actually went to the broadcast center yeah. To they had done by like the zoo. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they had a thing where you could, you know, and I went there for video editing because where I was at the church where I was working, we, um, I was doing a lot of like creative videos and all this kind of stuff. And so I was like, I'm going to go to the broadcast center and just get better at what I'm doing. So you enrolled there as a, yeah. Okay. As a student. Yep. I had, I officially graduated from the broadcast. Center oh, with wow. A degree. And it wasn't just like, I'm going to take a class or two. It was, Oh no, it was a legit, like I guess two years I was probably there huh. and graduated with a degree in video editing. Cool. Yeah. I think it's on my resume. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> So we, uh, we, I, yeah, our church was like, you know, people were starting to do trivias back then. Was, yeah. In, especially in St. Louis, it was a different culture back then. Like trivia was really driven by like, hey, there's a $500 cash prize and there yeah. weren't a ton going on and people would kind of hop around to win the big money. So anyway, we, the church was like, hey, let's do one. And we, me and this other guy were like, okay. And we kind of put it together and it was some pop culture to it. That was yeah. kind of our niche in it. And it was 
so hard. Really? I mean, people hated it. <laughs> Just the categories or what? everything. It was a hundred questions. <laughs> the high score was a 63. Oh, second place was a 52. Yeah. You've told me your philosophy before, yeah. which is that you should get what? Nine out of 10. Yep. I, you know, the, the, yeah, it's a, it's round. a bell curve to it, right? It goes yeah. with everything. Like everything's a bell curve. And so, yeah, it took me a while to figure it out, but I realized then, and that was my first one. And I was like, man, there's gotta be a way to make this engaging. More, yeah. And it took me a couple of years. The next one was a little better. And then the third year when I did it in 2007, there was somebody there from South County. Her name was Nikki Wabi. I, st- I always give Nikki Wabi credit for this. Okay. I feel like she was the one that launched my trivia career. Okay. She was at St. Simon, uh, the Apostle Church, and then there's a school, St. Simon School, and she was like, hey, we do a trivia night. Would you come run it for okay. us? And yeah. I was like... You've done this at your church? Only yeah, at the church? I'd only done it at the church. Okay. Only done it for the church. And then she was like, would you come do this for us? And I was like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, yeah. So that was it. That was the moment I went down there and then, uh, ran it and the rest is history. And I, I've been doing it there. It's the longest I've been anywhere at that place, at that place. I did it in 2008, February in 2008 and ran it for them every year until COVID actually. Did you, at that point, was it considered, did you consider like, Hey, this is my business? No, no, because So what happened was, so we kept doing it every year for the church and then I went and did it for St. Simon and then there was somebody else that Nikki knew. She was like a Relay for Life group and they asked me to come run it for them and then it's like it was just this slow word of mouth thing Yeah, and people were like, hey, could you, will you, this is great, come do it. And it grew to like, I was doing it maybe once a month. Okay. And I did it for free. Really? So I because w- it was for nonprofits yeah. or churches, and, and I just liked it. Now people yeah. would give me, you know, fifty bucks or a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. or they'd say, "Hey, here's some extra gift cards," you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like, "I'll help you. I don't care." Yeah. And then it got to the point where, and it was probably around 2010 when my wife was like, "Hey, I love it that you love this, but if you're gonna be gone." Yeah, we should. You should get paid for this. Sure. Like, if I'm gonna, you know, you're gonna be reasonable. gone every Friday and Saturday. I want you to get paid for it. Yeah. So that's when I started kind of charging. But I always say, the tipping point for me was in 2011. I was doing a trivia night for my buddy for his uh, baseball team, mm-hmm. his son's baseball team, and they. It was at the Knights of Columbus in O'Fallon right. for ICD, and um, at the end of the night. Jackie Mattingly's Bridges okay. came up to me and said, hey, I own this bar and our trivia guy was an idiot and I'm looking for a new guy. Would you come and do it? And I was like, man, I don't know. I mean, it was like this weekly thing and I just yeah, wasn't a big sh- commitment. Oh, I, you know, I was like, you're going from once a month for free to like, this is a job. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, now creating content at a mm-hmm. whole nother level. Um, so anyway, I, I talked to my wife, Donna about it and we were like, all right, let's give it a go. And I told her, I said, let's do it for a month. And I, th- I think that fits in your personality though, from what I, you like to build, you like to create, I mean, you even like to build physical things. Right. So I, did you see that as, um, I mean, surely it's got its downsides. Like you said, it's, this is a weekly, I've got to create more content, but did you see 
a potential for being fun or something that you would enjoy or no? I think when I first, my, the whole tipping point for me was mostly financial. Okay. That she was like, when she was like, Hey, you know, I'll pay you decent. I mean, it Mm -hmm. was fine. It wasn't like change my world kind of money, but I was like, Hey, this isn't going to be bad. So, and, and then getting, actually there was a tipping point moment for me. Um, so I, and it is kind of a spiritual thing for me. I was, uh, had been doing it and kept going. Like, I was like, you know, I'm enjoying this. It was fun. And I mean, there's some things about this that are crazy. Like, so this was 2011. So I was doing it from at 9 PM on Thursday nights till midnight at Mattingly. So three hours and it was smoking, Mm -hmm. like still smoking back then. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would come home and I, you know, yeah. And you've got small kids at that point. She wouldn't too. let Donner wouldn't let me come to bed. She was like, you're going to go shower before. Cause you know, you just, after three hours and the people who came to do trivia were smokers. That yeah. was their thing. They sure. would come hang out. So anyway, um, it was in the middle of July. There was this guy, his, I remember everything about it. Uh, there was a guy named rich and, um, he came up to me in the middle of the event and he was like, Hey man, this, this may be really awkward, but can I just talk to you for a second? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. What's up? And he's like, Hey, are, are you a pastor? Like, is that what you do for your real oh, job? Wow. And, I, and I was like, I am, but how do you know? Right. And he's like, Oh, all of us know we, it, in fact, we call you the pastor. And was I was that, like, was it like a Facebook social media thing? Or no, uh, you, I have no, I mean, I think there was, you know, this undercurrent of people that were like, yeah, this guy works at a church and you know, yeah. whatever. Was there any, um, when you started this, was there any thought or intention of like, Hey, this can be, um, I can reach people this way, or this can be kind of an outreach thing. So this moment was that. Okay. So, so not, not before you started not before okay. this, I was just doing it for the money. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I was just doing it for the money and Thursday nights work for me. Cause I I'm off on Fridays. It was like, Hey, yeah. this is fine. I got, can get home 1230. It was no big deal. My kids were young. So we, you know, they would go to bed at seven 30. Right. I'd leave eight, eight 30. And I wasn't felt like I was missing much. Sure. You know? So Rich comes up to me, Hey, this would be awkward. And, um, and he says, he said, Hey, I just found out today that my niece has leukemia oh. and the prognosis isn't great. And I was just wondering if you would pray for her. No pressure. And so I said to him, I said, Hey, Rich, man, this, this may be really awkward, but can we just pray right now? Yeah. And so I put my arm around Rich and in the middle of Mattingly's middle of July, wow. 1030 at night, we prayed for his niece and, uh, and dude, I'm, you know, take this for what it's worth as people are listening to this. I, um, I was driving home that night and there are not a lot of moments for me where I would say I felt God's presence and impact. And I felt like God was saying to me, Hey, there's a real opportunity to to just be my presence yeah. in the midst of people who want, maybe don't know anything about me. Yeah. And, um, it totally, I mean, that moment changed everything for me about my experience at Mattingly's and, and he, you know, hear me, I'm not saying like all of a sudden I went into this, okay, I'm going to win everyone to Jesus. There wasn't like an old Testament category, no. New Testament. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> what happened for me was then the real tipping point then was I really started to fe- change my philosophy of ha- why, 
my purpose there. And I kind of became like of the bartender, yeah. the live bartender. And so like, cause everyone was regulars. Mm-hmm. So I started just going around and getting to know people. And when trivia was over at midnight, I would put on a playlist and I would just hang out with people. Yeah until, you know, I'd say till they closed at one thirty, Yeah. And, um, just have conversation, not, not because I was trying to, I just wanted to get to know their stories and well, their that, journeys. And it sounds like they welcomed you more yeah. than welcomed you in with, absolutely um, with just how they treated you. And, you know, they've got this nickname for you and <laughs> no one's kind of really sure what you do. And, yeah. uh, but here's this guy that's, you know, desperate and I could tell you're moved by it now, which is yeah. crazy cool I um, still am it still yeah. was a, just a powerful experience and dude I've met the coolest people I was gonna say haven't you 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 really are part of that family and that and Mattingly's yeah. is a family business um very much so and I feel like from what you say you're part haven't you married uh, yeah yeah T- talk about that and like how you've kind of transcended just being the trivia guy so yeah I mean the owners, Jackie and Jason, Jack, Jason Bridges is his name. He, Jackie's the daughter of right. Jim Mattingly. She started and they started it together. They own it. And yeah, we just became really friends. You know, like I just got to know them over time and, and led into these some amazing conversations. And I got to know all the wait staff. Like it was really an, an not necessarily an intentionality per se, but just a desire to like, Hey, I'm with these people every week. Like I want to know their stories and what's going on. And so I think if, I mean, you love people yeah. I and mean, that's obvious from the first time you meet you, ah. you, you love to talk to people, you yeah. want to know about them. And so, yeah, that fits. It's perfect for you. It, it really was like, I felt at home there. Yeah. And so I, the conversations that have happened are tr- unbelievable. I've made friends that, uh, that have moved away that I'm still connected with, still talk to when they come home, we get together. I've done, I can't tell you how many weddings I've done for couples that have gotten married. I did one just this past weekend for a couple, um, that we've really gotten to know each other and good friends. I've done funerals for people, uh, especially there's, um, one of the, uh, waitresses at, the Mattingly's in here in St. Charles, Heather is her name. Um, I've become really great friends with her and her family Mm -hmm. and I've married two of her siblings. Oh wow. I did, uh, two funerals for her, um, parents and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's just a, and I love it, you know, like I love to be able to serve people in that way as they're wrestling through stuff and there have, you know, I, I don't, there have been people that have come to our church because of it, which is great, you know, but that's not why I do it. I mean, there's just kind of like, Hey, I'm, yeah. I mean, I don't, you can't obviously can't go in with that being any kind of goal or anything, but I think yeah. just the, I mean, how many people, and maybe this has shifted, but I don't know the pastor that married us. I don't, mm-hmm. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. You know, how many people did you serve just by here's a, at the, lowest level. Here's a friendly face. Here's someone yeah. that we interact with that can marry us that at least knows who we are. That's met us before, you yeah, know? Sure. Uh, and that's a cool thing who, who may be someone who doesn't have that relationship now has that because yeah. of that. That's cool. Yeah. I, I'm the couple that I married this past weekend. It was just exactly that. Like I've known them for three years. You know, yeah. you think about the craziness of that. Like I see 
these guys almost every week. Yeah. I mean, I'm interact with some people more than they interact with their parents, sure. you know, just because I'm seeing them every week. Um, that, and, and part, you know, trivia, like people get to know me because yeah. of the kind of trivia mm-hmm. I do, you know, like everyone knows I love Kelly Clarkson. Everyone right. knows I, <laughs> that I love Pearl Jam, you know, like it, no, it, when they see the finish the lyrics category, they're like, well, there's going to be a Kelly Clarkson song right. here. Cause it's going to happen. You know, like when we do any kind of rock category, they know a Pearl Jam song is going to come out. Like they could guess it without even knowing it, you know, yeah. like, cause you just, my personality comes out in that, right. They know what my favorite rom-com movies are like. It's it's funny knowing you as my pastor and then we, we went to a trivia night. It's been a while now, but seeing it's kind of like seeing someone out of their element always kind of throws you off. And that's totally what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got, I remember people were buying you drinks and it's like, who is this guy? You know? And, uh, we had seen you at a trivia night before, but just, um, I think it was even at church, sure. you know, so like you're still in your, you're still in your lane or whatever. And so, um, that was different for me. But then you think about how, how cool that is for all those people, you know? Yeah. And then the juxtaposition is if they walked into your church, I wonder how that would be. They would see you in that different light as well. Yeah. And I, my hope is like, you know, appreciate your observation on that, that people would see the same guy, you know, like that they would be like, Hey, this guy's authentic and yeah. real and he he loves this stuff and he loves jesus too you yeah. know like that's yeah just, and you were i didn't mean you were definitely the same guy it's just yeah. a different you're just in a different setting yeah. and that's always like it changes everything right yeah, like sure. you have these expectations wait a second yeah <laughs> um i want to talk about your trivia categories because yeah. the first one i went to I, I love trivia um we we do trivia I don't say regularly, but you know, when it presents itself, um, and we had done it trivia before we had been to one of yours and we got to yours and it was different. Um, and I don't, I assume you know that it's different. I don't know how many other trivia nights you've been to. Is that a, is that a function of just your personality and style or was that like an intentional, I want to separate myself. Was that like a business move or? Yeah. Great question. So Yes is probably the answer to to everything you (laughs) just said, right? Like, um, because when, when I was starting to build this in the, in the mid two thousands, right? Trivia was really driven by, let's ask this question that no one really knows Mm -hmm. and see if we can stump people. Yeah. And I don't like that kind of trivia. Right. You know, so it's not fun if you don't know the answer. It's not fun if you don't know the answer and, and went to a couple events, you know, where people are like booing the MC and I'm like, why would anyone do that? That's, I mean, so like, is it my personality? Yes. Cause I don't want to get booed. Right. I, I want people to laugh. Yeah. I want them to look at something and, 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 you know, be like, Oh man, I remember when I watched, remember that when we saw that, you yeah. know, like, and so I want them singing. I, that's yeah. what I, I want to do at a trivia. Night. Yeah. So that's how I kind of, and learn, develop trivia in that sense. And then I also learned, so 90%, maybe a little less, 85% of the trivias we do are for nonprofits. Right. And the other thing I learned easy on is a business model is that when people are having fun, mm-hmm. they're more willing to spend sure. right? So for if, the nonprofit, yeah. whether it's like a 50, 50 or play this heads or tails game or whatever it is. And if they're not like, this guy on the stage is an idiot, you know, yeah. and this is boring and awful. They, they trust me a little bit more too. Like, yeah. so when I say, Hey you guys, 
can you spend an extra bit here? Like, let's get this 50 50 up tonight. Yeah. There's a little bit more trust in me in that, you know, instead of that, I asked some ridiculous question. So it sounds like that was something that you just kind of found out. It it was kind of, exactly. Like, uh, I learned, well, almost fell into it. And then I also quickly learned that, uh, the one common denominator people have is pop culture. Now, when people hear pop culture, sometimes they're like, oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But really, everybody knows music, movies, and TV. And especially from the time when they were, you know, 12 to 25. Yeah. I mean, it, everyone is, it, they may be a little more heavy movies or a little yeah. more heavy music, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But everyone can engage on those things. And you, you do those, uh, and you do those differently. And I want to talk about that too, but you know, the way we got into this was the categories and like, for example, one of your categories is sink or float. Is that what it's called? Yep. Mm -hmm. So where literally you have an aquarium full of water, you have an item and it's a, I mean, I've seen everything from an alarm clock to blueberries to, uh, a banana, you know? And it's like, will this sink or will this float? And that's the trivia. And you show the items the first yep, first time through. And for the answer, you literally drop it in there and show them. It sounds almost like a David Letterman kind of skit or something. Where did that come from? How'd you come up with that? Yeah. It's so simple, right? And it's so, it's so, it's such a simple thought. And it seems like when you see it, such a simple, oh, well, that's going to sink or, oh, well, that's going to float. And, but you're surprised. Yeah. You know, there's always one or two that you're like, oh, interesting. Like don't blue, sorry, don't blueberries like do both. They do both. Right. Yep. When I, and that surprised me when I did it, that first time I did, I dumped them all in and eight of them sank and two of them floated back to the top. Yeah. I think, you know, what I love about the singer float category is it puts everyone on the same playing field, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and that's part of it too. Like creating rounds where it doesn't matter if you're 80 or 15, right. You can, you can, you can do single float. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that drives some people crazy, but some people love that round, you know, like it's like, Hey, let's talk about this. And they wrestled through it because they're there. If I tell people like, if you think about it just a little bit, some of the things, you know, like the candy, it, every candy I've ever done sinks cause it's sugar, you know, and what does sugar do? It okay. sinks. And so it's like, I'm like, Hey guys, think about this. And, and then the, my favorite one, not to spoil it for anybody who sees it, but my favorite one hands down that I've ever done is you're going to give away a freebie. here. I'm going to give away a freebie, okay. uh, is I do the 1963 vintage AM FM stereo alarm clock, right? The Brown one yes. with the, yeah, yeah. you've seen it. Mm-hmm. And what, what I always set up the category is, is we do a 10 second rule, That's right? Cause right. if you wait a million years, something might eventually sink and I don't want to d- debate it. Right. So we do a 10 second rule and the alarm clock is always the best. Cause I drop it in and it floats and everyone, and everyone, guess- half the room yeah. is like, <laughs> yeah, we got it. And then, and then all of a sudden it starts to slowly sink and I start counting, right? I'm like five, six, seven. <laughs> and then you just watch it sink to the bottom and I wish you could see the crowd. I mean, every time I do that, the other half of the room stands with this energy and exuberance of that sinks, you know, and they're screaming and yelling. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it brings, it brings that deep joy to my belly even just to think it's about it. Every it's, time. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun to see people. I remember that experience from the first time I saw that category of the alarm clock. And, uh, I, I mean, it seems 
to me obvious that it would sink. Right. So when it starts floating, you're like, oh, that's what? weird. Yeah, yeah. And then it sinks. And, and so if you ever go to a trivia riot event, you have, you're going to get at least one question. You right? can know now if you if pay we attention do sink to or that. Float. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of the other categories you do are even kind of a spin on original because you incorporate video, you incorporate actual music, you know, which with finish the lyric, I think you like show the video and then it just stops on that part. Um, another thing that is different to me is the faces like 20 fate. What is the, yeah, that's my speed round. I do like 20 faces in 30 seconds. Okay. So you'll flash like 20 Cardinals players Yeah, and just name doesn't have to be in order. Just name as many as you can. You got 30 seconds. Yep. Exactly. Where'd that come from? Yeah, that's a great question too. I I should probably write some of this stuff down. I, you know, <laughs> I people ask me a similar question here all the time, like, where do you come up with all your stuff? And I think yeah. what happened like 10, 12 years ago was I just started paying attention. Like, I'm always thinking, could this be a category? Could this be something? So, for example, like, oh wow, that like throughout your, I'm just yeah. So like, yeah. I mean. Li- Literally this morning, I I was like, I usually get up and spend 30 minutes every morning just thinking about trivia, getting ready because I've got, you know, it's Thursday night, I'm doing Maddie, Matt yeah. and Lisa night. And so uh, I was just looking at, um, sometimes I'll just get on YouTube and I'll look at some what the songs. Okay. And so uh, the Blind Melon song, No Rain. No Rain. Hmm. And I'm like, I wonder if there's... I wonder if there's enough songs that have rain in the title. Oh, there definitely are. There definitely are. Yeah. So, I mean, this morning I'm like, I want, so I, I Google boom songs with rain in the title. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, great. So I, I come up with my list, download them. That's so like all my categories are just like that. And okay. the 20 faces was like that too. Like just one day I was like, and, and sometimes this is the beauty of Mattingly's for me that where it really helped kind of, I think launch my trivia philosophy and how I understand how to do categories and rounds and those kinds of things, uh, which we can talk about if you want. But really what happened there was now every week I'm doing six rounds and I'm able to really experiment. And I use Mattingly's as my experimental ground. Well, and because you can't go in with the same old thing because it's every week, right? You you just got me thinking now I'm my, my brain spinning just on that blind melon reference because you could do bands or songs with fruit in the name. Yes. Right. You could do, I mean, this would be unfortunate, but like singers who've died before their prime category, you could do videos with bumblebee costumes. I don't know how many of those there are, but yeah. And sometimes you come up with something and you're like, nah, this wouldn't work. It's too hard. Or, you know, there's not enough. Uh, I, I usually, I mean, you hate to, I'm not the gatekeeper here, but, um, I'm usually in this, like, if I've never heard of it, mm-hmm. then it's like, no, yeah. this isn't going to fly. Now, sometimes on TV, because I don't know all the TV, and I'm connected enough musically, you know, it's like some of the super obscure stuff. I'm going to mm-hmm. try, in this category, I'm doing, in the rain category, there's a garbage song. Oh, uh, I was going to say, let, let's we could play a little game here. You want to try it out? <laughs> sure, yeah. What the garbage song is... Um, See if you can come God. up with it. Well, so I was thinking automatically Jars of Clay, Flood. Oh, um, see, I didn't put that one in there. It doesn't have rain I, I, in the title. Right. It, well, I was, because I was going to use Rihanna's Umbrella mm-hmm. in there, because it's, you know, her whole video's rain. Sure. 
But then I came up with enough songs that had rain in the title. Okay. So I was able to, and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to do, um, rain King counting crows. No. Oh, that's a great, Uh -uh. great rain title song. Um, I think there's a breaking Benjamin song called rain. Oh, really? Maybe. I see. I'm a little easier now. You get. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going probably a little too right genre uh, diving in a, little, a little bit. I mean, th- there's some classics there. Like there's the um, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Mm. Um, have you ever seen? Have you Rain? ever seen the rain? What's the? Uh, gosh, I don't want to sing it. I. It's a pop song. I can't. Oh, it's like. Uh, is it Mary J. Blige? I can't stand the rain. Uh, Missy Elliott, some, it's someone yeah, like that. Yeah, she has a, Missy Elliott has a song with rain in it, and then there's a Prince has Purple Rain. Purple Rain. So how do you? What's the? So yeah, okay, let's talk philosophy here. So here's my philosophy. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate ultimate trivia question for me is the one where people go, "Oh, I know it. I know it. Oh. Shoot, hang on. Let, I I know this. I should yeah. know it, and then they don't. You know, like oh. th- that's the ultimate question for me. So I'm, like I said, everything's a bell curve. Okay. It doesn't matter how I do it. I learned that early on. Like if I make it, if, if the median is five, then a few teams get six and a few teams get four. If the median's eight, then a few teams get nine, a few teams get seven. It doesn't matter what categories. I mean, yes, every once in a while there's an outlier. People have no idea. Sure. But for the most part, it's always a bell curve. And I decided super early on. I'm going to do, I want it to be nine. I want people. I remember you telling me this before. And, and I realized this early on where I did, and I used the Brady Bunch. I did a classic TV theme songs category. Okay. And number one was the Brady Bunch. And so Brady Bunch starts playing and I'm doing it this big event. I think there was a lot of tables there, 40 tables or something like that. And so Brady Bunch starts playing and people start singing it. And what happened was everyone in the room every single person in the room knew that it was the brady bunch sure and every single person in the room knew that every single person in the room knew it okay. was the brady right. bunch and nobody cared okay because they were just <laughs> glad they knew it was the brady bunch okay and so it helped that moment really helped me because yes i i don't want it to be I want there to still be a few in there where there's the, oh, what is this? I should know it. But I just realized that when it comes to trivia, so I have this real philosophy about bringing people in on a win and out on a win. Okay. Like I want them- Of a, a category or of, of an Of the evening. category. Okay. So I want, I want number one and number 10 to, to be as close to gimmies. as a gimme yeah. as, it, it, as it can be, right? I was going to say, it sounds, it sounds um, not to like- uh, what's like deconstruct this too much, but it almost sounds like there's two trivia questions, right? Yes. Eight or or one even and eight or nine of them are, Hey, let's remember this. Yeah. Let's have fun. Yep. Oh no, no, we can go. I mean, I have, it's, I mean, to this, to the, I mean, how I create a round, it's Mm -hmm. the same every time. Yeah. And I mean, I don't feel like I'm giving anything away here, right? But like I do, I can tell you, like when I'm putting a round together, gimmies for me are one, five, and 10. Okay. <laughs> and, and the hard ones for me are four, seven, and nine. I mean, this right. is just how I've learned to develop a round. Like, I mean, this comes from tons of experience. And, you know, granted, sometimes like 
what I think are four, seven, and nine, it may not be. And actually, if I go back, I'll do it at Mattingly's. And if people miss number three, I'll switch it. I'll make it number four. Oh, wow. Because what I've learned is, you know, you you start gimme and then almost a gimme mm-hmm. and then just a tiny bit less than a gimme. That's one, two, and three. And then you hit them with one they've got to think about. After they've had the hard one, I want to bring them back in. Like, hey, don't disengage with come back into the round. So yeah. give them that gimme again, number five. Another part gimme, number six. And then seven, hit him a little harder again. Number eight, medium. Number nine, another hard one. And then number 10, they're out with a gimme, right? So, and, and, and that model works brilliantly. Like, I never see people disconnect from a round. I don't ever see them, like, just, you know, throw their pen down. I mean, yeah. this sucks. Um, it, it, this is crazy to me. I mean, you're kind of blowing my mind here because <laughs> I mean, you go to a trivia night and I, you know, I think that's probably the last thing you're thinking of how this round is constructed. But I mean, I think I consider myself like, a someone who's going to analyze things. Sure. And I would have never picked up on that. And, um, yeah, to me. And so be, I think for me, this goes back to a question you asked me earlier, like, what is my, as I got into this, you know, why was I doing it? What drove me into it? And I think one thing that drove me into it was there's a real, uh, opportunity here. This, this, I like this about it Mm -hmm. to create an experience for somebody. Sure. And so I really did start to deconstruct, okay, well, what's going to make them have the best experience? Wow. You know, and and that's where, so to me, it's not just coming up with, you know, Googling and what are the, you know, okay, sure. here's 10, 10 songs about rain. Yeah. And, and I also then, so then the second thing that I really want to consider as I put together around is I'm thinking about age dynamics mm. and, um, to be blunt in this racial dynamics, mm-hmm. right? I want it to be diverse. I want yeah. any buddy to be able to watch the category and feel like they're a part of it. Right. So yeah. I'm thinking about that. I want it to be, uh, in a way where someone who's 80 and someone who's 20 is going to be able to engage on the round. Yeah. And if they, if they're white or black, I want them to be engaged on the ground, yeah. you know? And so there's a diversity to it that plays. So I kind of put all that into a funnel and hopefully I'm creating a round that, and now, you know, some are better than others. Like, I mean, I've got over 1,500 rounds I've created in the last, wow. um, you know, I've been doing this since 2005, so that's 16 years. Yeah. Uh, I think something that has, has come up over and over again um, just on this podcast, and then it's just obvious that this is just a thing in business, that there's an art and a science to it. And I, hmm. I guess if I would have thought about it, I could have guessed that or, or examined that for trivia, but when you look at trivia, you go, it's just the art. You just you come up with the questions and you present it, but you've, you've proven that there is an art and a science to even to that business. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the thought there. I, I don't know that I've ever put it in those words, but you're exactly right. Like there's an art to it. Like there's a, a, a beauty to the fun and the entertaining side of it. But in order to really help people experience that, there's a real science to it because the other thing that plays into that, that I've learned is the timing of it. Mm-hmm. So like in rounds, I've 
been i mean i have down to the second like how long do you show a movie clip how long do you play a music mm. clip mm-hmm. how long's too long how long's too short you know right. when's too short because i even in all of that like you can people's attention spans can change so quickly yeah. if you know i learned that if i did a 40 second movie clip it i started to lose i say that sounds too long it's too long so usually for me and it depends also am i doing a trailer or am I doing mm-hmm. a, scene? a scene? Yeah, and so like it changes. Like there's all these dynamics that play into it um, that actually make it fun. Like that's a fun part for me too. Like how do I construct this in a way? Yeah, that's, that's cool. Gonna help people engage and have fun, and you know, you also need to give them time. Now, the, this is a whole nother aspect of this of what's happened here. But in the last year and a half, I've really had to construct it differently for COVID because doing virtual rounds changed everything and that's a whole nother you know stream to talk about but but I think that um just that philosophy of I like what you're saying the art and science I've never thought about it that way like hey we're creating something fun that's the art and then there's a science to it that people maybe haven't ever seen what's interesting is sometimes like the crew from Mattingly's they'll start to pick up on it oh no that they're like Cause they know like they're, I mean, they're there every week, you yeah. know, so they're a part of it and you can, do they know the, the one, five, 10, I don't think four, seven, nine or whatever. I forget the numbers, but uh, yeah, they do now. Yeah. I don't know that they would, I mean, that doesn't present any kind of advantage. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Answer. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I think but. what's the, and what's, what's interesting about Mattingly's is sometimes I get it wrong. Okay. You know, sometimes three is the hard one. But like you said, that's the kind of the trial. Yeah, that's what I do. Like, here's yeah. my experiment. So, like, I did a round uh, last night. We did. Um, sometimes if it's too. Sometimes if it's hard, though, I'll at Mattingly's. I still keep it just because I'm like, no, this round will work. It, where because at Mattingly's, you know, it's just tables of two to six, but sure. at a fundraiser event, there's tables of eight, eight, ten, yeah. But like last night, I did a famous. Um, uh, or the one that I thought of was '90s country, so okay. I did a '90s country category. I would, I would go over ten. I think maybe not. If <laughs> You'd you be surprised. Some, you get some like Garth Brooks in there, but I yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some big ones that you know, right? Like sure. Faith Hill, Shania Twain. Alan yeah, but Jackson. I don't know their songs. I don't think. I bet you would. Man, I feel like a woman. Yep, that was a song I did, Shania Twain. But I think that's it. And this kiss, this kiss. Yeah, but I couldn't tell you who sings Hill. it. Okay. It's enough where like you'd be like, oh, okay, maybe that you need somebody to narrow it down to this person, and, this person. And I will say this, like when I'm doing big events, unless they specifically ask me for it, I don't usually do a category that's that specific. Right. I would do it more generic, like big hits of the nineties and yeah. then throw a couple Three country, or four country ones in yeah. there. So uh, yeah, just having this conversation, I mean, I've uh, even pointed out before you can always tell your trivia nights are different. I mean, there's something that separates you from whoever doing a trivia night. And that's why it's the mm-hmm. science of it's the, it's the you wanting to create a good experience for that person doing trivia. And that's something that was, seems obvious. Sure. Uh, and it seems like, well, if I just have these questions that will create a good experience and it might, but I think you enhance it by, by doing that, by going out on a win, coming, coming in with a win, going out on a win, having these fun categories, having these different categories where you're not just asking fill in the blank questions or come up with the year or come up with yeah. the artist. Like, you know, you have fun, interactive categories. And I think that definitely separates you. I mean, I remember, um, 
I had referred you to one of the organizations and because I went to it and they had, this person was even like a DJ on the radio. And so you go into it and this person's got a name. I didn't know it, but you think, well, this is going to be fun. And it was awful. I mean, it was, it was beyond bad. I mean, some of the answers and questions didn't even match up, but then just the, that just creates a bad experience. And they used you the next year. And I mean, I got an email the next day saying like, thanks. I mean, that was (laughs) incredible. Um, Well, what's interesting about what you're saying is, um, and I think this plays into a little bit to, you know, sometimes business is lucky, right? Like you hit, hit, hit it at the right time. I think what has happened in St. Louis, you know, trivia in St. Louis, it's not, it's nowhere in the country is it like what we have, where these, you know, there are multiple trivia nights for fundraisers happening all around. That um, doesn't happen? It's it, nowhere. Okay. Nowhere like, I mean, people do bar trivia, that's other places, but sure. not these, you know, gather, not the fundraisers. Not the fundraisers, 40 tables, eight people at huh. a table coming together. And in the early 2000s, mentioned this, that uh, it used to be like this competition, you know, and people would Google the most obscure, hard, ridiculous yeah. questions. And and for in some ways, it was kind of like this competition between the MC and the crowd. Like, could the MC uh-huh, ask yeah. the weirdest, most ridiculous question? And, and then there would be these big cash prizes. Well, what happened was people didn't like that you know like it was only for a couple tables that could even engage at that level yeah and what happened was was in st louis trivia started to morph into more of a social event okay than it was like this competition of knowledge Hmm. and as i came into that scene bringing categories that were fun and engaging like it enhanced the social what I was bringing was adding to the social environment aspect of the event. And so as as the culture of trivia was moving to social events where people would just get together with their friends, they would hang out, they were making money for a good cause, and they weren't really there for the trivia at all. Now I come on the scene and I'm bringing entertainment to that experience that enhances their social connection as opposed to making them feel dumb. and and all of a sudden it's like, boom, what, what we had exploded. I mean, I can't, I, I, the, the growth of what we had was ridiculous. Yeah. I I do it as often as I want. I say no almost as much as I say yes. Wow. Just because we're booked. I mean, I, I grew to the, you know, the business grew to have five people that work for me now. And I tell them, it's like, you tell me how much you want to work. That's how many events. I mean, I can have easily have 10 events on a weekend, five on a Friday and five on a Saturday. Wow. And, uh, and still be telling people no. Sure. Um, it's that insane. It seems like, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I wasn't aware of the shift there, but just since I've been, since I've known you and been involved with like doing stuff for nonprofits, it's always been a thing. So I just assumed it was, always a thing but that's really cool to hear that it is and and really trivia is a an amazing fundraising thing like basically you can do nothing and make four thousand dollars like just hire you hire me yeah you're you're paying me and (laughs) what a pitch yeah i mean seriously it's (laughs) and then you just get 20 tables to show up and you don't have to do anything else you'll make four grand yeah boom like that yeah 
and and if you put a little effort into it, you could easily make ten. And if you and if you want to go all out, I mean, with sponsors and really going, yeah. I mean, the I've seen groups. You know, it, it, it gets lesser and lesser, right? Because it is more work. And the more work you put in, the more money. But I've yeah. seen groups easily make in the 20s and 30s. And then I had wow. one, the the biggest thing, the biggest group I've ever seen. And this was, I still can't believe it, but it was an elementary school in Kirkwood. I did an event for them. And they right. had a tradition that had been going on for years. And um, they had like over 200 silent auction items. Okay. It was massive. 50, they did a little more work. 50 tables. They raised $75,000. Wow. I mean, and now, you know, they had some big time sponsors. Sure. An elementary school. I mean, that was. That's insane. But, you know, you put 10 people who really care about it and put some energy into it. And then I feel like I come in as the entertainment let me make it fun for everybody. They're laughing, they're singing, yeah. they're walking away saying, that was a lot of fun, I had a good time tonight. You're gonna raise more money than if you bring in, I, I don't even know the other guys in the area that do it. I, <laughs> not, people call me all the time, do you know any, you know, can, do you know somebody else? And yeah. Not because I don't want to, I would support them if I knew who they were. I, yeah. I just don't know them. Just, well, and I think a lot of, I think it, how you started is how a lot of people do it. Yeah. Hey, can you, you're good at this or you like this or you're smart or you're entertaining. You like to talk to people. Can you run this trivia night? Yeah. You know, and I think people see that, um, your cost as a barrier, not really grasping that, Hey, if you do this and if you do it right, it can actually be a, um, it can make you money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about, I know you're not from St. Charles. This podcast is about interesting people, places and things in St. Charles and you are. Um, Tell me briefly, I know you're from New York, college in Tulsa. Tulsa. Yep. And then how'd you get here? How long have you been here? What do you love about St. Charles? Um, Yeah, I grew up in New York, moved out to West County when I was in 87. Oh, you were, you stopped here before college. Yeah, stopped here okay. before college. So I lived in Chesterfield. That was a parents moved here. So yep. you came with them. Yep. All right. Lived there seven years before I went to college and then, um, tried to get away and just came yeah. back. Right. Right. Well, isn't that the story I do? It I do really is. Cool yeah. story about this. It, my, when my dad was looking for a new job, I'll do the shortened version. Uh, he came out here to St. Louis. He's a patent attorney and there was a small patent firm that wanted to hire him. And one of the wives of the other attorneys said to my mom, you know, there's a strange thing about St. Louis. Yeah. If you move here, your kids will move back here. Yeah. And so my mom on the plane ride home said, I want you to move to St. Louis because I, I hope our kids would move back. And huh. so that attorney's wife's prophecy came true <laughs> as both my sister and I went away to college and then both moved back. As opposed to like you going away to college and then not yeah. growing up here. So you have no real connection. So, you know, you go anywhere, but you do, yeah. you come back here. You come back here. So and then, we did. And so you said like Baldwin or West County. So how specifically St. Charles? So then, so, uh, I moved to Tulsa, went to college there, uh-huh. stayed and worked for a few years, got married. And then we moved back here in 2002. And so, um, and I've been here now 19 years and, I love St. Charles. I mean, I'm a, I've yeah. been here and seen it change quite a bit and grow and explode. Um, I've been in every venue in St. Charles doing trivia. Yeah. I could tell you all about all of them. And, uh, I love the people of St. Charles. There's a great, 
we've lived in the same house for for 19 years now wow. and uh i've worked at the, some of the neatest people you know the people at Mattingly's are tremendous gracious fun people who care deeply about the community here that's I, a thing that it comes up a lot is it it comes back to the people in the community and people caring and just as someone um i also returned here i went away to college um and returned <laughs> and returned here so i what is it why is it the people is that why people come back or is it the culture is it yeah. i mean certainly st louis is more affordable than some places you've got um i think you've got the benefits of a bigger city with you know tours coming through here professional athletics um you know the arts culture is here um but it's still you can find these pockets like saint charles that feel like small town yeah i think that is it that's what i would say i think we love that we can drive 40 minutes and see the cardinals and go to the zoo for free yeah um but we love it that we can go in our community 10 minutes away and eat at a cool hole in the wall yeah. joint in on main street, you yeah. know, and that, and it, during Christmas, there's some amazing things that happen on main street yeah. you know, when it's small and it's people that we might see that we know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think there's that, my wife grew up in a small town and so we feel like we are getting the best of both worlds here. You know, there, there's tons to do, tons of great food, tons of, um, opportunities and great people. And yeah, I mean, we love St. Charles. What isn't there or what could St. Charles use? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the, the two answers for me on that are, I wish because I'm in West St. Charles and O'Fallon, mm-hmm. um, I wish there were more hole in the wall joints. Yeah. You know, there's a few out by me, but not a ton. Um, and, and we always say that we wish there were more of that. And then I, I love the family arena, but I wish there was more, uh, things like the pageant, you know, where you could have that small venue where people would come for a show. I know maybe St. Charles isn't quite big enough, but I would, that would be cool to me, you know, a smaller 2000, 3000 person venue to bring in an artist. I mean, I think there's enough out there. Um, I want to open a music venue. You want to open one with me? Let's do it. I'm in. Yeah. I think second trivia is on Thursdays and concerts on Fridays. That's actually We'll talk. Right, we'll talk so. off air. Um, <laughs> let me hit you with some uh, some rapid fire. I didn't I didn't uh, prep you for this, so okay. Let's, Bring it. The only parameter I'll give you is that let's stick let's stick within St. Charles County. Okay. What's got and listen for everyone listening. Mattingly's is a great place. Um, you certainly can use them for some answers, but let's you know. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. So best. Uh, Best atmosphere for like a date, date night, you and Dondra. Yeah. We love Prisano's. Oh yeah. Down on the, in the streets. streets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one of our favorites. And, um, I always tell people that's, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I could be off on this, but that, that development and, and specifically that restaurant, it always feels like a, like a Clayton type vibe. Yeah. And I don't know why I can't, I may not be able to put my finger on it more than that, but just the walkability of it, you know, it's not main street, right. Um, which I love main street, but I, I guess maybe cause it's new construction and there's 
high, not high rises, but you know, there's yeah. taller buildings and there's stuff close together and it's, it is a little, um, it is a little more upscale. I've always kind of got that vibe there. It's a great place. Yeah. Um, best. Let's see. I'm kind of, uh, here, I'll probably end up cutting a lot of this out, but just telling you, I came up with a lot of categories and they're all food based. Yeah, sure. Um, but then I've had some people on that are like, well, I'm vegan. I don't drink. And so they've gone over very poorly. Um, so I need to think of some new questions. Um, oh, I like the food ones. I can- how about, okay. Well, we can stick with food. Um, best pizza. So that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I love good news brewing. Okay. Yeah. The wood fired. Yeah. Yeah. The wood fire pizza. There's one right out by me in O'Fallon and, um, and then if we're going to go St. Louis style, Peroni's yeah. is, will be my choice. Peroni's is a, is a popular answer. We do need, um, I think we do need some more pizza places out here though. Yeah. Different types and stuff. Um, what about best, best beer from a microbrewery? A St. Charles, like that's pretty specific. I don't know if you yeah. can drill that down. No, no. And maybe I can't. I mean, I really like Trailhead. Yeah. That was a favorite of ours. I know it's not Trailhead anymore. It's yeah. Schlafly's now, but I went there and I love actually Schlafly's. Mm-hmm. They went there and did the um, the flight yeah. thing, you know, where it was like a buddy and my and I were there and we did all sixteen yeah. beers. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, where else do I? Oh, I like O'Fallon. O'Fallon Gold is a good. Yeah. And you can get that, you know, at some places in O'Fallon. Yeah. You're probably more aware of some of the super cool microbreweries that I'm not aware of. But. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's the there's the what are there four? But there's two plumbers, which is down here. Okay. Which is that's our brewcade, um, and they have usually two or three of their own on tap, but then they have um, other St. Charles microbrews. Uh, there's Third Wheel. Oh, which I've is, not heard of that either. No. Uh-uh. Uh uh. There's obviously good news. There's friendship. Okay. In Wentzville. Yeah. Yep. I think there's one called Petrichor. Oh. And I think that's in Wentzville as well. Um, and O'Fallon Brewery is actually in Maryland Heights. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of, which <laughs> is kind of weird. Yeah. I think they were in O'Fallon at one point, obviously. And um, what about best park? Do you do a lot of parks? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, not so much anymore. My kids have grown, yeah. you know, 21, 18 and 16 now, but, uh, we really liked, we would go to a mall. And so and I've been out West, you know, we like Zachary's park a lot. That mm-hmm. was a, a big one that we went to in the Lake St. Louis area. And then, um, uh, Fort Zumwalt park was real close to us. Okay. We like that one as well. Um, and then what's the one that's right over here by you? Um, well, there's a couple over here is Blanchette yeah. and then there's the Blanchette. Front, okay. Yeah, that was it. That was Frontier that's on the river. Yep. We like Blanchette too. That's a fun, it's big enough to go roaming around. Yeah. And we've had softball near there, so we uh-huh. ended up there. Best dive bar. Oh, best dive bar. Um, I like Tony's. Okay. On Main Street. Um, been there a lot for some fun. And then across the street, I've had some fun at Quintessential. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if really I would consider dive those dive bar. bars. Yeah. Dive bar? To me, a dive bar is like you walk in and it's smoky and there's, yeah. you know 
only three beers on tap. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess maybe they don't have a lot of those places in O'Fallon and maybe you just don't go to those places, right. which is, I mean, I'm at Mattingly's on Wednesdays and Thursday nights. That's about the extent of my bar experience. Yeah. Trivia limits my bar encounters, you know, give Mattingly's a plug. What is, what is Mattingly's? Yeah. Mattingly's the best at, uh, Mattingly's, besides hosting trivia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mattingly's is a great place. They have some great, bar food at a great price. I mean, that's, yeah. I think what they're going for. Like we're going to have some of the best wings. We're going to have some great pizza and we're not going to make you pay an arm and a leg for it. Yeah. And, uh, and it's great people there. Yeah. There's two, right? One in one here in St. Charles off of Truman. And then there's one in Lake St. Louis and, and they're both great, great food, yep. great, great experience. And the original one is on Lindbergh, North yeah, County. Right. North County. And there yeah. are there three. Is that the three yeah, of them? Just cool. the three. Yeah. And family owned, like you said, family atmosphere, good food, good selection of beers and drinks and yeah. all that. Huge selection of beers. And, uh, yeah, it's a great place. I, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I like to go there even when I'm not doing trivia. Yeah. You know, I take cool. people there, go, go have lunch there. Yeah. It's well, you're a local celebrity there as well. So <laughs> give us a plug on how we can see you at Mattingly's and then yeah. how can we book you and yeah, I appreciate raise $75,000. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> good luck on that. <laughs> Uh, TriviaRiot.com and uh, you can shoot me an email that way or Brian at TriviaRiot.com we're we're always booking Friday and Saturday nights we'll do uh, we can do virtual trivias or live trivias and we're we're also do bars we're kind of all over the place Um, pre-COVID we were doing it everywhere Um, right now we're doing Tuesday nights at Two Shamrocks which is a small dive bar in O'Fallon and then that's at eight o'clock. We're at Wednesday, Wednesday nights in Lake St. Louis at Mattingly's at seven o'clock. And then Thursday nights at eight o'clock at Mattingly's on Truman. And yeah, love to see you. We were doing a bunch more, which I miss. Uh, we were at Ameristar and a place called Kitchen 312 in Kirkwood, 54th Street Bar and Grill. We were doing Top Golf. All of those since COVID have not started back up, but we'll see. Maybe they will. All right, so let's end on your favorite trivia question. All right, so probably hands down, my favorite trivia question generically is, I love the finish the lyric question. Okay. Where when you see the three dots on the screen and you have to finish the phrase, people cannot help but sing out loud what the answer is. And that's so much fun. It's so much fun. And I love it when they sing it out loud and then everyone in the audience just is a roar of laughter, right? All right, hit me with it. I may not sing it, but I don't think anyone wants that. (laughs) So um, let's do this. Okay. But you'll never hear me complain because I've got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away and I'll be okay. I'm not big on social graces. I got it. Oh, I'm not big on social graces. Think I'll slip on down to the oasis. Oh, I got friends. Yep. That's and I awesome. love that. So, because yeah. I'll you cut it right there, right? You'll cut it at. Yep. You know, I'm not big on social, and yeah. then people are like, 
think I'll slip yeah. on down. And the song's playing, right? right. So it yeah. gives you, you're singing oh, yeah. along too. You're singing, it's, it, it's really a karaoke round yeah. in some ways, right? So. That was really fun. And that's going to be a really fun way to end the podcast. Let's do like two or three more. Okay. Or how, whatever. We don't yeah, yeah, three, no, three, I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, that's good. So, uh, let's do this one. And I can edit it to make it sound like I knew it right, right away. away. Too, I love know? it. Yeah, do it. Um, ah. All right. Um, so here's, so let's do another one. Yeah. This is another great one. This now, sometimes I like to end on them too. Right. So okay. like some of, the, a, yeah. some of the classics are good. Like I like ending on YMCA. People sure. love standing and singing that, you know, you got to remember we've done 10 rounds of trivia. Yeah. They've been there for two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, they've they've been, been drinking beer, yep. you know, and, and 95% of the teams aren't in it for the win, you know, yeah. so they're going to go after it. So, so this is one I like to end on sometimes closing time. Mm. Open all the doors and you let out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights off. Turn all of the li- off all the lights on every boy and girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> well, and that's, yeah, that's, that's works on so many different levels, obviously, too. Yeah. I love the double meaning yeah. of yeah. the question, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, party's over, you yeah. guys. That's awesome. Um, all right, let's do another one. Let's uh, do one more. Yeah, that's, those are fun. It's, everyone just inherently loves trivia. I mean, look at this. We're not, we're not competing. We're not, we're both yeah. sitting here smiling and laughing. And so the other one that has been, that really was a lot of fun recently, uh, especially after the blues one. Mm. And I do this totally on purpose, right? So if you if you've been to a blues game, <laughs> yeah, Gloria was one, but the other oh, one, oh, not I did, that one, okay, is that right near the near the end of the game in the third period, they'll always play Country Roads, and so the John Denver song, yeah, ooh, that might be a stumper for me. So Country Roads. So I'll always do it. I'll, I'll start it just a little before that, right? Life is old here, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, blowing like the breeze. Country roads take me home to the place I belong, I belong. West, West Virginia. Virginia, and then... Mountain Mama? That's it. Uh, is there more? Yep. West Virginia, Mountain Mama. That's it. Take me home. Oh, country, country roads. Country roads. You hit me with two out of three were country. <laughs> People love the, those yeah. country songs, right? Are the ones that I yeah. mean, I, I, some of the other famous ones that are fun to end on are like "In Sync," "Bye Bye Bye" mm. is always a good one. Mm-hmm. See, I would have nailed that one. And and classics are really good. Like it's country one too, but uh, the latest one that I made is with "Islands in the Stream" by Dolly Parton and and Kenny Rogers. I will guarantee you, I don't know that. People love singing that one. And then I do, uh, what's, what's another fun one that I like to end on that's not country? Um, oh, I was going to do this one. Um, uh, I'll look it up here. Because it's funny, you know, people always ask me, do you, are you like a, do you know all, are you a trivia snob? And I'm like, I, I only know the, what you the ones up. that I yeah. made. <laughs> I'm not really that smart at all. Um, when it comes to trivia, I'm just not that good. So, 
see if he can do this one. This is hard, actually, but I love ending on it because it's a, it's a fun song to do. Mm-hmm. Hands, touching hands, mm. reaching out, touching, touching you, you, touching me. Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. Good times never seem so good. So good. So good. And I do one more phrase. I've been inclined to believe you never would. They never would, but I would have given you. I would have given that to you. Yeah. And so that is a great one to end on because people are always like, yeah, yeah, it's great. (laughs) I, um, that song, I don't know how much, you know, uh, this won't be on the podcast, this conversation. Uh, that's the famous seventh inning stretch song for the Red Sox. Yeah, sure. And we got, uh, we had a trip to, um, to Boston with farmers and we got to go to a Red Sox game and, you know, I mean, I like baseball, but making it to the seventh inning of a Cardinals game is a, that's a task for me. So a Red Sox game was like, yeah, but I was like, we have to stay for the stretch. We have to stay for sweet Caroline. And we did. And it was just, it was just cool. Everything you'd hoped and wanted it to be. Yeah. Right? I mean the whole, and I don't know why I'm sure that's, there's a good story on how that started, but yeah, I don't know it. Um, well dude, thanks for joining me last minute. Thanks for coming out. Um, give me the socials and websites real quick. One more time. Yeah. Thanks you. I mean, it's I yeah. love the opportunity to talk about it and just cool to reminisce on the journey it's been. Yeah. You know, cool. Like it is. So thanks Ed. I really appreciate it. Uh, TriviaRiot.com is a website. Okay. Uh, Facebook, we're just backslash TriviaRiot. And uh, you can always, um, all my information is on the website, but you can email me at brian at TriviaRiot.com. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Ed. <laughs>